Greetings. Welcome back to the Cape Lead Revolution. This is Chachi. After uh, being gone for about two and a half, almost three months since the uh, the birth of my now youngest son, Jackson. And so there's and, and there's there's a lot of good reasons why I haven't been here. Um, but let me just kind of be honest was, you know, uh, Jackson was born. So I wanted to spend time with him. And about a month after that, I quit my job. And then, uh, you know, quit my job and been kind of going full force into the Cape Lead business. And so it's been it's been really rewarding. It's been uh, it's, it's, it's really been so much fun just to focus on what your passion is. So I've had a great time doing that. Uh, it's been really amazing. But that's come at a cost of me putting out content. And there's so much that I've been working on. And whether it's doing promotional videos and letting people see why expectations and the understanding of expectations is so important for all of our conversations to writing my first book. And so the first of five books is, is actively being written. And I've got a, a great co-host that we can talk about later once we uh, finalize the details and everything that we have going on. So super excited. So so what I wanted to start off with today was just kind of like a, a, a recap of, of a general understanding of expectations. And as I've been doing more and more research and I've been going through different TED Talks, I've been going through different articles, and different books and different movies and different TV shows. And I've been capturing all the different times that people say expectation or expect or expect the unexpected, uh, expect the unexpected or high expectations or low expectations. I've been going kind of back and forth. So it's been really great. And so I'm working on this video, just kind of bring a lot of that together just to let people see that you know, on a daily basis, when you hear the word expectation, by and large, and I'm not trying to be insulting to, to anyone, is that you, or, you know, people who say expectations that don't listen to this, by and large, according to me, don't really know what they're talking about because they view expectation is this as a general, I think something is going to happen type of word. And that, that, that just isn't so. And the reason is like, like words are absolutely important. And when we're not speaking with distinct, definitive words with agreed upon meaning, we allow distortion to set in to our conversations. And communication is tough enough, right? Connecting with people is tough enough. We don't need to speak in generalities that allow for this ish, that allow for this distortion, because we're just inviting more and more bad things to happen into the way we are communicating, uh, whether it's uh, with just one other person, whether it's with our team, whether it's thousands of people, right? We need to speak with distinct words, right? So, you know, some, some simple, simple examples of this are like pedicure and manicure, right? It's the same thing that's happening to different parts of your body. Same exact thing. But if I were to tell you, Hey, if I were to hold up my hands and say, Hey, look at this pedicure that I just got, you would laugh at me. You would think that I was stupid because I used the wrong word to describe what was going on when realistically it doesn't matter, right? And it's almost the same process, right? And so uh, it's it's just, we use words for distinct meaning. For all of you uh, football fans out there, and those of you that, that watch the NFL, you know exactly what happens when, the, uh, when someone challenges a play and the referees have to go look at that and they come back, like uh, three things are going to be said, right? They're either gonna overturn the call, um, or if they're not going to overturn the call, they have two phrases that they say. They're, they're either going to say the, the, uh, the call is confirmed or the call stands. And for those of us who, who, again, who watch football all the time, understand the difference. Like the call is confirmed, like, yes, they can absolutely confirm that the play that was called is exactly what happened. Or if they say the call stands, 
is because they do not have irrefutable evidence that would push them to change the, their decision. So, so just saying stands, right, is is completely different than something's being confirmed. And it makes sense. And we use these words and phrases all the time for all the different things that we like to say and all the all the different stuff that that happens. Um, and it's and it's fun, right? It's it's really great to experience. It's really great to have the conversations and 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 I'm sorry, I'm, I mean fun in the way of for me fun analyzing all these different words because it has to make sense. And so so for us, understanding expectation is different, right? And you can if you look up TED Talks and and just do uh, uh, a YouTube search for TED Talk expectations, you're going to see about a half dozen different videos that talk about expectations. Some are are better than others, but so many of them are like, hey, you just need to let go of your expectations or you need to lower your expect lower your expectations and again i completely disagree with this like absolutely 100 completely disagree because it's it's not about whether you have high or low expectations it's about understanding whether you have an expectation and whether you understand the process this evolutionary process that takes you from assumption to anticipation to expectation so that if something happens let's say something happens and you're mad or pissed off about it or you're you're at a bare minimum disappointed and and if you can train yourself to ask myself why did i expect this to happen and that next step falls into where you go and analyze how much information you had about this event or this person or this what have you and how much past experience you had with this event or this person or what have you and you can judge for yourself like well hey well i didn't have much information and, and uh, I don't have much past experience with this. It is impossible for you then, according to my definition, for you to have an expectation. You had at best an anticipation and at very worst an, an assumption. And so the thing here is, is to train your mind and think, okay, I need to speak in terms of expectations and the understanding of, of what it was, right? Because if all of a sudden I'm upset at something and I, and I, I utilize this thought process and I can self-evaluate and realize, hey, I didn't have much information I didn't have much past experience, so I shouldn't have expected anything. That instantly allows me to curb my mental well-being. If I'm pissed off about it, it's it's a simple way for me to capture a quick lessons learned and identify for myself. Ah, Tim, you never should have expected that, right? That's that's just stupid, right? You should have analyzed this before. The fact that you're mad about this now is absolutely stupid because. You looking at this, you realize you didn't have the information available. You didn't have the past experience for you to expect anything. So you got to let it go. Right. And that has been so much fun for me. <clears throat> I've, I've gained so much, uh, sanity, right? Right. Or I've saved so much sanity and I've gained so much peace of mind and mental health because I can have these conversations. Something doesn't go the right way. And I can say, okay, did I, was I, was I correct in my, uh, expecting this outcome. And a lot of times I have to tell you, it, it's absolutely not, but I don't have to worry about it. It's a way for me to capture a lesson learned. And it's a way for, for me to mentally blog this away and be like, okay, the next time this comes up, I've got more past experience. I've got more information. And now I've got a more realistic understanding of what could or couldn't happen. Now, keep in mind, I didn't say a realistic expectation, just a realistic understanding. That understanding may translate into an assumption, an anticipation, or an expectation. But that's, again, predicated on more and more past experience and uh, more and more information that, that becomes available. 
So, uh, so yeah, so my, my past few months has been absolutely amazing diving into this, but what I do want to talk about real quick is what the title of this podcast is going to be is like, you know, a fight with my wife and realistically this, this ended up being, this did end up being a fight, right? And, and it's very, very, very mad. But as we go through this, as, as with everything, there's no one person that's 100% right. And there's no one person that's 100% wrong. And you'll see, hopefully, if, if I'm able to tell the story correctly, that um, there were opportunities for she and I both to communicate better. Not necessarily that, that we needed to. And perhaps only we can see this in hindsight, right? Which ends up ends up being great, okay. And I, I think you'll see a couple of these things. So so here, here we go, moving forward. So it is a Friday morning. Uh, for me, it's about a little over a, a week and a half ago. And then sadly, Allison, my wife, is going to uh, a friend's memorial service because her father passed. But uh, Allie had a rough week uh, with her and her business. And obviously, you know, she's home. She's homeschooling the six-year-old. She's taking care of the now three-month-old uh, and taking care of the house while I lock myself here in my office and do all the things that I need to do for Cape. So she was just kind of getting beaten down. So I handed her 500 boxes today. Why don't you take off this afternoon? Like I, I, I won't work here in my office. I'll, I'll watch the kiddos. I just need you to, to get some oxygen, right? You've heard me talk about that. Yeah, thank you for that, Dr. McCauley. Um, and so I, I really needed her to do that. And so she said, all right, cool. She says, um, I'm going to go to this memorial service and she was kind of kind of dressed up. She's like, so I'm going to go hit, hit the memorial and then I'm going to come home and change before I go out for my afternoon of lavish comfort, whatever it was. And I said, all right, cool. And in my mind, I, I'm thinking, okay. Um, and again, she was leaving for this at about 11 o'clock in, in the morning. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like there's stuff that I need to get done Friday afternoon as I, as I prepare to, to host friends coming in. I was like, but I'll have plenty of time to do this based off of her uh, self-imposed schedule. So I said, okay, cool, go out, have a great time. I didn't want to bring it up, right? I didn't, because I wanted her to have the afternoon, but again, she was going to come home and change anyway. So anyway, uh, an hour goes by, she's not home. Wow, it's a pretty long memorial service. And by the way, the church that she was going to is literally not even a half mile away from us. So she drove just for ease's sake, right? But literally half mile away. So an hour goes by, I don't hear from her. Two hours go by, I don't hear from her. Three hours go by, and I don't hear from her. And I'm starting to get worried. I'm starting to get pissed. And realistically, I'm giving her benefit of the doubt, right? This, again, this process has to happen, right? Dude, I think that she left the house and deliberately took these actions to piss me off. Absolutely not, right? And so I'm giving her benefit of the doubt. And then I'm giving her like the kind of safety call. Well, I hope everything's okay. I hope she wasn't in a car accident. Again, half my wife, probably not, right? But uh, all those things. And then thirdly, I'm thinking maybe her friend's just having a really, really tough time. Like, so, so, I, so I, I'm coming up in my mind. I've got three great reasons why this could be taking this long. So anyway, at the three and a half hour mark, she comes home. And she comes home. And she doesn't say a word. She knew that I had something going on Friday night, but she didn't know the timeline that, that, that I'd had. Anyway, she comes home after three and a half hours. And, and I said, where, where, where have you been? 
She's like, well, I, I was at the, uh, the the memorial, like for three and a half hours. And she says, well, well, yeah, they had the they had the memorial, and then I, I went over to to the reception that was held like a, another billion two over. I'm like, Allie, those are two separate events. You said you were coming home after the memorial. She's like, well, you know, I was gonna stay there and, and you meet with her family and, and talk to her and kind of calm her down. She's on tough time. I'm like, I, like three and a half hours. You can't text. You can't call. Like, I didn't know if you'd already gone out to do your your afternoon of, you know, fun and lavish, you know, and just get a massage, maybe get a facial, manicure, pedicure, all that stuff, right? Just have a good girl, quiet girl afternoon out, kind of, kind of pampering your, yourself. She's like, no, I, I, I just decided to, to stay here. I was like, you, why didn't you tell me this? Like, like, like it would, like, I can't believe you stayed out for three and a half hours and didn't text me. You'll say, well, I turned off my phone. Uh, when the when the the service happened, I was like, and you didn't turn it back on again. She goes, well, I I, did, I didn't think about it. And again, this is a woman who always has her phone on. And I'm like like Allie, this is this is ridiculous. Like, there's no way that I would ever go to a lunch, right? And while I'm out at lunch, everybody says, hey, let's go next door to the bar for a few more drinks. There's no way I would do that without communicating with her, right? So so I'm absolutely pissed. Like these are two separate things, right? The memorial is different than the reception that they have there. She viewed them as one thing. And I said, Allie, like I had, I had shit to do today, right? I, I had stuff. I was, I was like, I needed to prepare and get all this stuff ready for, for the guys that are coming over for, for poker. And uh, she goes, well, you never told me that. I'm like, I didn't need to based off of your timeline because you were going to be back right after the memorial, right? You had no talk of a reception whatsoever. So I would have had plenty of time to explain that to you, right? So I could see exactly what, what we were working with and what timeline we had by the time you got back to see how this was going to play out for your afternoon of pampering or something, right? But, but you, you robbed me of this opportunity to have this conversation with you. Now, so, so this was a very frustrating conversation. Absolutely very frustrating conversation. So a uh, couple things here. Should she have texted me? Right. And as I said, I said, do you think a memorial takes three and a half hours? She's like, well, no. She, and she was like, I, I didn't, I didn't look at the clock. I didn't realize it was three and a half hours. I knew it was a long time. I'm like, heaven forbid you send me a text. Right. So I'm absolutely pissed off that something that normally takes about an hour, hour and a half. And sadly being in the military, you know, you, you, uh, especially during a time of warfare, you go to lots of memorial services. Right. So, I, so I'm pretty steep in how this goes. Um, I was like, you know, hour, hour and a half tops. It's like three and a half hours go by. I was like, and you audible, you decided to not have your afternoon, which I don't know that you didn't relate to me, right? So I can't give you all the information I wanted to give you because you audible and did what you wanted to do, but didn't realize that that would have overarching effect on me, uh, which is a fair point, right? But at the same time for her, like, could I have given her my whole schedule that morning before she left for the memorial? Hindsight 2020. I absolutely could have, right? I didn't see it at the time, but at the same time, like, so this is both she and I holding each other accountable to information that the other didn't have, right? And that's that's kind of what, what this comes down to. Now, in, in, in all fairness to Allie, like she admitted, she's like, I should have texted. Like, she's like, yeah, three and a half hours is a long time. Um, you know, if I were going to change plans, I, I, I should have done that, you know, and that's, that's a, a, a common courtesy type thing. Right. But not necessarily, uh, the, the, the point of this, of this conversation, the point of this conversation was 
she and I, who, who again, communicate all the time about expectations, we screwed this up, but we screwed this up uh, for all the best ways. And again, we're able to have this fight. We're able to have this, this disagreement because I was mad at her because she wasn't back in time for the shit that I needed to do. Although I never told her that. And again, I personally feel that she robbed me of that opportunity, but all, all things being considered, why would I not, when I have the opportunity, as we go about our day, fill her with all the information that she would need so she can make all these decisions? And, and then likewise for her, you know, her, you know, extending her day and making these different plans without thinking that this could possibly have an effect on me and or just me leaving me home with the kids without a break, you know, for, you know, another two and a half, two to two and a half hours more than I was expecting isn't cool either, right? I wouldn't do that to her. And again, you know, as we're bringing up the brand new baby, it's good to take turns and give people breaks and da da da. And for me to try and get this done again, it was just absolutely frustrating. So we 100% got this conversation wrong. Like we both got this conversation wrong, but it was really cool as we were able to pick this apart. And again, using Cape to go through this, to articulate what we care about, how aligned we were to achieve what we care about, what were the different perspectives on what was going to happen moving forward, and then lastly, turning into what was the expectation for that day. And so we, we screwed it up, but we were able to come back, we're able to break it down, and we're able to learn from this. Because again, I view that CAPE is a communication infrastructure, it's a leadership methodology, it's a way to resolve interpersonal conflict, and it's a way to capture lessons learned, right? So kind of all four of these were at play for us when we're able to dissect exactly what, what happened here from my side and her side. And again, it doesn't really matter who's right, right? If each one of you can admit that you are wrong on some level, nobody gives a shit about a percentage of rightness, right? Looking back at this, could I have done better? Absolutely yes. Could she have done better? Absolutely yes. Do we really need to stoop to a percentage to figure out who was more right or wrong in this? No. The human nature thing for me you know, is probably to do that and me just being a jerk sometimes. I will want to say that I was more right than I was wrong, right? She would probably d disagree with that and, and I can't disagree with her, right? As far as all the things that she knew from her perspective and things of that nature. So again, we're able to have this conversation. We're able to break down this conversation. And at the end of the day, we learned a lot, but we're able to look at what happened we're able to dissect this and, and figure out what parts were at play. Where did we screw up? What was the if then type of scenario? And had we only, you know, done this further. So like the huge lesson learned from us is before anything happens, right? If we're going to go about our, our day and go about our business, put everything on the table. When you have the time, when you have the energy, by all means, do what you can do and get it all out there, right? And as the day goes on and whether she's out doing other things, right? Had I equipped her with all the information that I had, according to what's important to me, she probably could have made some different decisions and vice versa, right? So had I known that there was going to be uh, a memorial and then a reception immediately following right there at the premises, a lot of times those are in a, in a second location, which helps further split the memorial from the uh, re reception, right? So that that helps you know really widen those things. But when they're so close together, I, I do kind of get her point of she viewed it as all one event, and, and that that makes sense. And so so anyway, yeah. So through a, a understanding of expectations, we can have better, deeper conversations. So uh, more to follow soon. I've got two and a half months to catch up on. So thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time on the Cape Lead Revolution. This is Chachi reminding you to always educate, anticipate, and dominate. 
We'll talk to you soon, everybody. Cheers.